did not recognize, slouched out from behind a parked car. Hey, said one and hiked up his pants. My friend wants to do you bitches hard and anal. Zoe turned to Alana, giggling. What should I say? Alana shrugged. She liked the look of one of the boys, his half-up, half-down mouth and red Nike jacket. He sucked his teeth at her, eyed her chest. What should I say? Zoe hissed. Elena shook her head. So they did not say anything, but let two of the boys follow them to a nearby Starbucks, where the girls bought chai lattes and sat down to sip at the foam. Two tables over, the boys lounged with their knees akimbo, flicking sugar packets at each other. Elana and Zoe began a conversation that required them to laugh and twirl their hair. They pretended they knew what they were talking about. Dialogue, thought Elana. We're doing dialogue. When one of the boys got up and began walking towards them, they leaned in across the table so their foreheads almost touched. They smiled at each other. The boy pulled up a chair. Hey he said. It was not Alana's boy. Hey, said Zoe. Me and my boys are going to the ravine, catch fish or something. Yeah, said Alana's boy, now standing behind the first boy. Or something. He pinched his fingers together, drew deeply on an invisible joint. Cool, said Zoe to the first boy. What's your name? I'm Daryl. He looked for a green moment as though he might have said the wrong thing. Elena opened her eyes wide because she knew she could appear almost Chinese if she relaxed and was not careful, and because some part of her felt more alert. And this is Jordan, said Daryl. Cool, said Zoe again. The boys sat down and pulled more sugar packets from their pockets. Susanna Susanna could not remember the day of the murder, nor could she invent it, although she cast mightily back into her mind. This was bizarre, since memories, their particular bents and textures, were usually her strong suit. At home, they didn't really talk about it. In our own backyard, she heard her mother say on the phone, Your friends and neighbors. Her father sighed to himself over the headlines. The problem with mystery, in Susanna's view, was that the most pressing W questions, who, what, where, when, had already been answered. The criminal had been caught. The only leftover was why, and finding why after the death, after the arrest, was a problem. How did you dig up the clues that led deep into people's brains? The motive, that's what Susanna was looking for. What Susanna did remember was an afternoon two days after the murder, walking home by herself, thinking about the motive and the concept of evolution, She knew that sometimes ideas in books that had nothing to do with the mystery at hand could loop you back towards a solution. 
There was a book she was reading now, one of her mother's, a science book about the origins of the human race. She didn't understand most of it, just read the words like a robot when she wanted to relax. But there were a few pages that had stuck with her, a section explaining our ancestry, way back before kings and queens and ancient castles. It was about chimpanzees, apes and humans, mothers all holding hands with their children around the entire earth, as if the earth were time, the distance, years. Then turning to face each other as cousins, as relations. What the author was trying to show was that blood and time could not really separate us from the animals we were, and always had been. What it meant was that we were actually animals, but animals who could write books.